Salam from BA. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 31st of March 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. This past week has seen some great stories unfold all over the country. Let's begin with some news about the conflict up north. On Thursday the 24th, the government officially declared that it will stop fighting against the Tigris People Liberation Front, TPLF. The government's communication service broke the news and said that the decision was made for humanity's sake and for the people of the Tigray region. The officials also called on the international community for more help and donations. Moreover, the next day, on the 25th, the TPLF agreed to stop the conflict on the precondition that the government provides and facilitates sufficient humanitarian aid. The front also said that it will try its best for peace to prevail, but it kept quiet about leaving neighboring regions. Although this does not mean that the war is over, it has given a glimmer of hope. This move by both the government and the TPLF was praised by the international community. UK's Minister of African Affairs, Vicky Ford, lauded the gesture but urged Tigrayan officials to cease fire and leave the Afar region. The UN's Secretary General also commended the decision, calling for a restart of bank, electricity and telecommunication services in the region. The European Union and the African Union, as well as the US, have also appreciated the government's decision. It is expected that enough help will arrive soon. In the meantime, the Ethiopian Catholic Church has begun raising more than 130 million birr, around 2.5 million US dollars, to be donated to the war-torn regions, Tigray, Afar and Amhara. The funds raised will be used to provide food and other much-needed supplies to more than 200,000 people. The Japanese government also revealed that it will give Ethiopia 1 million US dollars as a grant to start a project. This project will help the evicted in the Amhara and Benjingul Gumus region by providing essential goods such as food and clothing. The project also aims at helping women who are victims of gender-based violence. The International Red Cross Committee is also actively involved in helping the people of these regions to get back on their feet again. The committee has donated food to 9,000 people displaced from the Tigray and the Afar region's capital, Samara. Still, humans are not the only ones that need help in Tigray. Due to the high temperatures of the region, animals can contract diseases. In order to survive, they need some vaccines. So the Red Cross Committee also started a vaccination campaign for more than 500,000 animals in the region. There were some good news this past week, as it rained in drought-stricken parts of the Oromia and Somalian regions. The government said that even though the drought is nearing its end, these regions will still need help for at least three more months, as there will be risk of floods, epidemics and other related issues. On Wednesday the 30th, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs revealed that Ethiopians who had migrated to Saudi Arabia illegally were coming back home. They were held captive under harsh conditions, but after months of negotiations with the Saudi government, they are finally returning. On the 30th, almost a thousand returned. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs plans of bringing back at least a hundred thousand Ethiopians from Saudi Arabia within the next year. In the southern parts of the country, though, things are not looking good. In the Gonzo area of the Southern Spipo region, local revenues office director Garem Ugalebo was shot dead on Saturday the 26th. The area's Peace and Stability Administration office said that they don't know who committed the murder or what was the reason behind it. But things don't stop there as conflicts between districts in the area broke out. The Kolme and Hele people clashed. Sadly, tens of people died and more than 50 properties were burned down. The conflicts began on Thursday the 24th and went on for four days. 
On Monday the 29th, officials and the Special Police Force of the region had a meeting and resolved to end this conflict and facilitate discussions between the Kome and Hele people. Speaking of discussions, the National Dialogue Commission held an inaugural event on Friday the 25th. The Commission's Head Commissioner, Professor Mesvin Araya, said in his speech that the Commission is not a negotiator or a reconciliation commission. He said that its job is to facilitate discussions on issues that result in conflict and propose ideas to the Ethiopian public to decide. On Tuesday the 29th, the U.S. Senate Foreign Relations Committee passed a bill called Ethiopian Peace and Stabilization Act. The bill aims at stopping the conflict in Ethiopia, but many Ethiopians are against it, as it imposes harsh sanctions such as cutting financial support. The committee approved the legislation with massive bipartisan support. However, it is not a law yet. The Senate has to pass the bill and President Joe Biden has to sign it. The president of neighboring country, Djibouti, Ismail Omar Gouele, was in Addis for a two-day work trip. He arrived on Sunday the 27th, and the next day he had a meeting with Prime Minister Abiy and other government officials to talk about trade, investment, tourism, and infrastructure. The Oromo Federalist Congress, a political party based in the Oromo region, held its second assembly last weekend. The Congress elected Professor Myra Godina as chairman. Activist-turned-politician Hawar Mohamed was chosen as vice-chairman. Recall that he was recently released from prison. He had been suspected of inciting multiple upheavals that resulted in the death of many people. The party commended efforts to stop the conflict in the north and the works of the National Dialogue Commission, but urged the governments to peacefully resolve the conflict with the Oromo Liberation Army. The Freedom and Equality Party also held an assembly on Sunday the 27th. It was the party's first ever Congress and 900 members were present. The party finally issued a statement urging the government to put an end to all the conflicts in the country. It also urged the government to improve Ethiopia's economy. The federal police has revealed that starting next month, DNA tests will be conducted in Ethiopia. Up until now, DNA samples were sent abroad to be tested. The federal police also said that it had established new divisions within the force such as the Aviation, University and Railway Police and that it plans on becoming one of the top five police forces in Africa. Two journalists working for the Associated Press reported that Myanmar and cameraman Thomas Ngira were released on bail after the police was unable to gather enough evidence on time. The journalists were accused of promoting the Oromo Liberation Army internationally. The court declared that they are not allowed to travel abroad. Last week, we told you about the retirement of Ethiopian airline CEO Tawolde Gebre Mariam. Well, this week, the airline revealed that Mesfin Tasseh will replace him. Mesfin has served in several positions in the company for almost 40 years. In related news, the airline was awarded the Order of Rio Blanco by the Brazilian government. For the excellent service, the airline has been provided since COVID-19 pandemic started. A ceremony was held in the residence of the Brazilian ambassador to Ethiopia. Recently, retired CEO Tewolde and the airline's South American operation director, Yoruma Bebe, were the recipients of the medal. Our last update is on sports business. The Ethiopian Football Premier League team, Adama City, has signed a sponsorship deal with the United Beverages. The deal is for five years and is worth 16 million baht or 1.2 million US dollars. Half of the deal's worth will be used for printing 75,000 teams' jerseys and the rest will be used to renovate the club's stadium and build other sports facilities. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Hey, we want to make these updates better. Help us. It doesn't matter if you're new or a long-time listener. Talk to us. We want to have a conversation with you. We can do it on the phone, via email, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever you want. 
just please give us a hand. If you want to give us some feedback, just email us at podcast.rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Rorschach Ethiopia. Ciao!